Let me pray for us. Father, um, as we think about this next commandment, uh, the seventh commandment, to not commit adultery, we pray that you would help us to understand it this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Right, we are going to begin this morning with a quiz. It's a simple quiz, and I need two captains, two team captains. We're going to play this half of the church against this half of the church. So have I got any volunteers to be uh, a captain? Stick your hand up if you want to come and be a captain. Okay, look, not many hands, right. You know what? I know what I've got to do. I know the drill. There may be prizes, okay? So who wants to be... Who would like to be a captain? Come on, then. Up we come. One here. You can be captain for this team. Have we got a volunteer on this side of the house? Anybody? Paul, come on then. Paul, you, you're making a habit of this. This is great. Oh, no, I've got the things here. That's fine. Right. Okay. So very simply, okay. Now, don't worry. You're not all on your own. You're not on your own. You, you get to confer. You know, you, we've done this before, but you get to confer with each side of the church to see um, uh, what the answer might be, and you get to choose what the answer might be. Before I do that, let me just say that if I'm talking too fast and you'd like to, to read me speaking too fast, you can do that in your own language. You can do that using the Microsoft Translator code. Let's get to the right place. Here we go. That's what we're looking at. That's where I need to be. Right. Are we ready? Here's the... All you've got to do is say, is what I'm about to say, it's a statement, and it's a statement about marriage. Okay, I'm going to give you two each. So two each. And is it true or is it false? So here we go. Here's the first one. Ooh. Here's a statement. It's about money. Okay. Married couples, on average, make more money and suffer less financial hardship, on average, than unmarried couples. Is that true or is that false? Do you think married couples make more money than unmarried couples? What do we think? Do you, have you got an idea? Do you need some help? Do you think it's true or false? I think it's in between. You think it's in between. Okay, what does this side of the church think? <laughs> Thinks it's in between. What do we think? True. We're shouting true. Do you want to go with true? Yeah. Okay, we're going with true. It's true. You're right. Yes, it is true. They, they do. So, um, uh, apparently, married couples accumulate more wealth, which can then be used elsewhere and, and used elsewhere in, in, in the community. Okay, right. You ready for your first question? Have a choice. You've, you've got one right, so you can take one for the team. There you go. Right. Here we go. Second question. The second question is about crime. Okay. Or it's a statement. So here's the statement. Married people are less likely to commit crime than unmarried people. Is that true or false? What do you think, Paul? False. You think it's false. <laughs> what does, the, what, what does, what does the, the side of the church think? Do we think that marriage... Oh, they're going true. Now, you've got a decision to make. What do you want to do? Do you want to go with what you went with your gut, or do you want to go with, the church, with this side of the church? I'll go true. You'll go true. Okay, shall we see? It is true. It is true. Studies show that on average, married individuals, particularly men are less likely to commit a crime, which makes for a better society, doesn't it? And apparently, they're also less likely to be victims of crime as well. So there we go. Right, okay, you ready for your second question? Oh, I'm not doing very well here, am I? There we go. Just check that it's okay that you can eat these with, uh, with the uh, parents that you came with. Okay, right, here we go. Next, next statement about marriage. It's about children. Okay, here we go. On average, children who grow up in a family where mum and dad are married and remain married, those children are happier, they're healthier, and they do better at school on average. Do you think that's true, or do you think that's false? True. You think that's true? Do you, want, do you want to just check and see what the rest of the church think? What does this side think? 
We're going, for, we're going for true on this side. It is true. It is true. Absolutely true. Children who, have, uh, who live with two biological married parents, okay, they experience better educational, social, cognitive, that's a big word, isn't it, and behavioral outcomes. Social scientists know this, but we, we don't, they don't talk about it too much, do they? So there we go. Yeah, well done. Oh, you're racking them up here. Another one. Going to go for the same one? No, we're going to go for something different. Okay. <laughs> last one. Okay, last statement. Are you ready? You might detect a pattern in these. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Oh, what do we got here? Husbands. Husbands who make a habit of kissing their wives every morning live longer than husbands who don't. <laughs> Is that true or is that false? false. You think it's false. Should we add, do you want to check and see, see what... See, do we, what, what do we think on this side of the church? Do we think it's true or false? False. Ooh, ooh, there's some, there's some people nodding true. So what are you going to go with? Are you going to go with, with what your, your gut was false or are you going to go with what some people are saying is true? Okay, false. You false. Oh, I want to go false. Oh, you're shaking around. You're going true. I'm go- you're going to lock in that answer, as they say on the TV. Yeah, okay, right. Let's see, shall we? Yes, it's true. <laughs> apparently, okay, par- and apparently, one study shows that husbands who kiss their wives every day live on average five years longer than husbands who don't. So husbands, get kissing. Right, there we go. Have a, have a chocolate. Now, I need, uh, you, haven't these guys done well? Give them a round of applause. Afterwards, you can come back and help me, and we'll deliver. We'll share them out with everyone. Okay, good stuff. Right there, we are. Thank you, captains. That was uh, that was really helpful. Marriage is a great gift from God, and there are loads of benefits, not just for the husband and wife, but for everyone um, in the, in the community. And the commandment we're thinking about today is the one where God wants all people to protect that gift of marriage. He wants us to protect it and look after it and benefit from it. That's why I've put up there, as you can see on the screen, a shield, because we need to protect marriage. And you might be here this morning, you might think this commandment doesn't really affect you, particularly if you're younger or you're not married. Um, and, uh, but as I hope we're going to come on to see, Everyone has a role to play in helping us keep this commandment. So before we get on to thinking more about the seventh commandment and God's protection of marriage, I thought it would be good for us to think a little bit about what marriage actually is. What is marriage? What is it? That would be a good place to start, wouldn't it? If God wants us to protect something, then we need to understand what it is we need to protect. And I can't think of any place better to understand what marriage is all about than by listening to Jesus and listening to what Jesus says about marriage. So Tilly has very uh, kindly agreed to come and read for us, and she's going to come and read some of Jesus' words. If I can find the mic. What did I do with the mic? Have I, is it still there? Is the microphone still there? No, no. The, oh, it's got, it's got it. Oh, great. Lisa's got it. So Tilly, you're going to read these words of Jesus, what Jesus said for, um, about, about marriage. Maybe mum can help you. Here we go. At the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father 
and mother and be united to his wife and mother and the two will become one fresh so they are no longer two but one the battle what God has joined together let man not separate fantastic I tell you what Tilly that, that, Tilly, that was so brilliantly read. I think that deserves two of those. Do you want, do you want a couple of those? There you go. Look, that, that was brilliantly read. Look, two of those. Oh, wow, dear, I'm generous today. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, that, that was really, really helpful. This is what Jesus tells us marriage is all about. And <clears throat> the first thing to notice in this, in what Jesus says, is that it's God's idea. Marriage is God's idea, and it's God's idea from the very beginning. Did you see that? He says, at the beginning of creation. And, and Jesus is going back to the very first book of the Bible when he says that, Genesis. He's, he's going back to there. And what this means, because it's a gift of God from the beginning, what it means is it's a gift to be respected by everybody. Regardless of how old you are, regardless of whether you are married or not, regardless of your nationality, regardless of what period of history you were born into, this is for everybody. And remember, when we think about it, whether, whether it matters whether you're married or not, these words were said by the most famous unmarried person of all time. Jesus, he wasn't married. So, marriage is God's idea from the very start, and then we see that marriage involves one man and one woman. Did you see that? God made them male and female. And then he says, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. So marriage is one man and one woman leaving the families that they grow up into and then starting a new family themselves. So here we've got Mrs. Uh, Stick uh, Lady, and here we've got Mr. Stick Man. They're leaving their families, and they are coming together, and they are starting a new family together. Now, at this stage, we need to do a little bit of maths. We need to do a bit of maths to understand what's going on here. And I need somebody who's uh, really, really clever at maths. Maybe somebody who's just done an exam in maths. Maybe someone who's just done a GCSE or something like that in in maths. Because I've got a really complicated and hard sum that we need to do. Okay, so I'm going to let you see the sum first. Here it is. One plus one equals what? So I wonder, somebody who's done GCSE maths. Thomas! You've done GCSE maths, haven't you? What is one add one? You think it's two? Okay, should we see if he's right? Oh, it doesn't. What are they teaching you at GCSE? 
Maybe we need somebody who's gone a little bit further in their maths. You know, maybe someone sat an A-level in maths uh, recently. And I don't know, maybe if we just rearrange it slightly, you know, we'll put a bit of brackets in because that's what they like to do when maths gets more complicated, isn't it? You know, math one, brackets plus one, you know, that's a little bit more complicated. Equals, I wonder who's done A-level maths recently. Mary! <laughs> have you done it? You have. So, so what do you think this one brackets plus one is? Is it... It's definitely two. Okay, should we see if, if Mary's right? She's insisting it's two. Let's see. No, it's not. Deary, dearie me. What do they teach them at our schools? Do you know what I need? I need somebody who understands theological maths. I need somebody who's just done a theology degree. James, welcome. You're here. It's good to have James. Give him a round of applause. Welcome. Going to be joining our team soon. James, you understand uh, theological maths, don't you? What is one plus one? It's one. It's one? <laughs> James is saying it's one. Should we see if he's right? He's right! It, it is one. It is one, absolutely. Well, look, you might not believe us. You might not believe us, but one plus one in the context of marriage does equal one. And if you don't believe us, take a look at the passage again, because there Jesus says the two will become one, one flesh. So they are no longer two, but they are one. And that's why we've put the sign up here that says one. God says that marriage is so special that when one man and one woman join together, they in effect become one in his eyes. They complement each other spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And in a wedding service, husband and wife give rings to each other to kind of represent this union. Now, if I can do this, um, this worked in, in, in rehearsal, so let's just see if I can, if I can do this um, uh, correctly here. So what they do is they, in a, in a, when, a, when a man and a woman come into a church and they get married, ouch, they, they, um, they in effect, now look at this, these are split pins, uh, There we go. We put a little, they give each other a little ring as a token and an expression of their unity. And they've joined together and they have become one. So there we go. Oh dear. More fingers and thumbs this morning. There we are. And that's what happens in a, in a, in a wedding service. So marriage is God's idea from the beginning, it's one man plus one one woman who become united as one. And then lastly, we also see from Jesus um, that it's for life. Jesus says, therefore, what God has joined together, let man not separate. In other words, when God joins two people together, um, no one is supposed to try and come along and and pull them apart. And this is where we get to today's commandment, okay? The commandment we're looking at, which comes from Exodus chapter 20, verse 14. It's very short, so let me read it uh, for us. It simply says this, you shall not commit adultery. That's what the commandment says. I told you it was short. That's it. You shall not commit adultery. No adultery, the commandment says. Now, that's an odd word, isn't it? Adultery. What does it mean? 
If we are to understand this commandment, no adultery, it, it, and if we are to understand that, that that's God's best for us, it's pretty important we understand what adultery means. Well, let me try and illustrate what we think adultery means. I need another volunteer, and I need a volunteer who is thirsty. Is anybody thirsty? Can I just have a volunteer? Have I got, have, can I just have a volunteer? Come on, anybody. Who wants to be my volunteer? Come on, Ellis. Good man. Ellis, are you thirsty? <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're not thirsty. Don't worry. Just come up. But you can pretend you're thirsty. It's what we do. We, we, we. So, you come... Chocolate, I think, is what you Oh, he wants a chocolate. Well... <laughs> Maybe Dad. Dad, you can sort of, you and Ellis can, now Dad and Ellis, are you thirsty together? Oh, I think so. You, you think you're thirsty. So do you know what I've got here? I've got a lovely glass of water to quench your thirst. And that will help you uh, not be thirsty anymore. But before I give you that uh, glass of water, I'm also, just, just, just remember, this is helping us understand what adultery means, okay? So this is a lovely glass of water which will hopefully quench your thirst. But before I give you that glass of water... I've got some, some, just a bit of dirt that I found in my garden, and uh, I'm just going to add this dirt, and, uh, and, and by the way, I don't know where I got the, can't remember where I got this dirt from, and I use this trowel here sometimes to clear up some of the mess that my dog makes, and um, so uh, there we go, and um, oh dear, would you, like, would you like to drink that now? That is the right. That is the right answer. That looks disgusting, doesn't it? It's just, and what we've actually done is we have adulterated that pure water. We've added something to what was pure, and we've now made it impure. And I don't know what's in here. I mean, you know, there could be germs and bacteria, and, all, and actually, not just being, being not very nice for you, it could actually harm you. But you know what? The good thing is. I'm not a meanie. I do have another glass of water. So you can... You, that's pure water. You can have, have a little drink of that. And if you want to adulterate it yourself, you can also have one of those and add that into the mix. There you go. Well done. Thank you. You can have a seat. Thank you very much. Shall I take the glass or do you want to... <laughs> See what I did there? I, I took what was pure... And I added something into the mix. And by doing that, I made it impure and possibly even harmful. And it's a bit like that when we think about adultery and marriage. God is saying, do not make marriage impure. Do not add anything into it or do anything that will result in harm and mean that you can't enjoy the gift. Remember, marriage is for one man and for one woman. And adultery is when that one man and one woman unity is spoiled, when someone else is added into the mix and one of them, one of the partners, goes off with them. See, the thing is that when husbands and wives get married to each other, they make promises. They make promises to each other. They make promises to stay together and to not go off with other people. They acknowledge that God has made them one. They do that in a marriage. They also acknowledge that God says that marriage is the best place in which to have and to bring up children. 
And they also promised that they are not going to be as intimate with anyone else, any other, any other people, as they are with their husband and wife, or, or wife. So if they do go off with someone else and they commit adultery, it means that they break those promises. And that is really, really, really painful for all those who are involved. Shall we see, shall we see how much that is pain? Well, I'm going to, I need two volunteers. Two strong volunteers, maybe, maybe, maybe some who are a little bit older. Who, who wants to come and, um, come and help? Come on, Thomas, you can come up. Anybody else? Anyone? Someone from this side? Noah, do you want to <laughs> come up? What we're going to do is we're just going to do a little experiment. We've joined these two people together. And what I want us to see is what's going to happen if we try and take them apart, okay? So what I want you to do is, I want, Noah, I want you to grab hold of, of the hand here. And Thomas, if you grab hold of that hand there... I'm going to play God. That's a phrase you didn't think you'd hear your minister say, did it? Uh, <laughs> I'm going I'm to hold these two together. And what I want you to do is to try and pull these two people apart. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. That's great. You can, well done. You can, you can have a seat. That, look at that. And it, now... Do you see what's happened? It's actually really sad, isn't it? I mean, and there's some tearing there and um, uh, pulling apart. But it's messy. And it's, and it's caused damage here and, and things have gone, have gone flying. The husband and wife, they, their unity is, is broken. The, the children have been hurt. It hurts family and friends. There's things, things on the floor here. And this is why. This is why God says... No adultery. It's a way of saying, honour marriage, protect it. It's a gift that benefits everyone and not just the husband and wife. Now, perhaps you are here this morning or perhaps you are joining us and, 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 and watching online or watching back um, online and you know something of the pain and the hurt that is caused when husbands and wives separate and go off with someone else. Very few of us go through life without being affected by this in some way, shape or form. Maybe you're here and you've done something to somebody you regret or you're involved in a relationship that even now you know is inappropriate. Well, if you haven't done so already, I want to encourage you today to stop and to turn back to the Lord Jesus and ask for his forgiveness because his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness are always there for those who turn back to him and genuinely say sorry. But maybe though, you're here and you've had something done to you and you're hurting. Well, part of the privilege of being a Christian is that we follow a God who, as we were saying earlier, unlike us, never breaks his promises to us. We may break our promises, but he never breaks his promises. And one of his promises in the Bible, especially to the brokenhearted, is to be your rock and strength in times of trouble. Let me just read to you from Psalm 46, which says this, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear Though the earth give way and the mountains fall 
into the heart of the sea. So God is saying, if you're in that situation, particularly this morning where you're hurting, that he doesn't want you to fear. He wants you to treat him as your strength, as your rock, even when your world is being turned upside down. And one of the ways sometimes that God strengthens us is by the way that we meet together and we are church family together. And that's why it's really important that we carry on meeting together and doing life together as Christians and meeting um, all of us at the same time. So why does God say no adultery? Because marriage is a wonderful and important gift that needs to be protected. It needs to be protected because it comes with, uh, with great benefits for everybody. And it's not just for the good of the husband and the wife, but it's for the good of the ch- any children that they have, and it's for the good of the wider community in which they live. He designed it to be the deepest and the best expression of a, of, a, of a human relationship that we could have. He designed it as the best environment for children to be brought up in, a place where a father and a mother can together give sons and daughters all that they need. And he designed it so that the two could become one. So we all have a part to play in protecting and respecting that gift of marriage, not least through obedience to this command of no adultery and going off with someone who isn't our husband or wife. Let's pray. Father, this morning we simply want to say thank you for the gift of marriage and the benefits to us and to our communities. And we ask that you would help each one of us to protect that gift and benefit from it. Amen.